New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh**, a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh** they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh** shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And hello again to your ones, Dr. Robert with you over here. Rep Z right here. And this is Ministers Talking Shit, which means it must be Friday morning, 7 a.m. on the Mountain Time Zone here on March 1st. Woo! Okay, Z, happy March 1st. I forgot I I knew it was uh it was the first day of a new month, but here we are. Rent day, rent's due, pay your rent, please. Uh, yeah. Good morning, sir. How are you? <laughs> oh man, you know you. Happy March first day is what got me there. I mean, I can't believe we're we're finishing the first quarter of the year almost. Um, it's gone by pretty quickly, um, and and the country is still in a mess in terms of some of these political issues that we got going on. I mean, they finally, I, I. I'm so glad that we didn't shut down again. And I'm so glad that we didn't have a whole two weeks of we're shutting down. And then at the last minute, they save it, which they did do it at the last minute. They did it yesterday. It was supposed to shut down on Saturday, I think. But, but yeah, that's what March, that's the March winds coming in. It's change. The March winds of change are coming in. So we're going to, we're going to stick with that, uh, and and hope a whole lot of stuff changed for the better. <laughs> Good morning, Linda. Good to see you, dear one. Grateful you're with us. Anyone else out there, feel free to chat along as well. All right, so it's the March winds in like a lion or and out like a lamb or uh, vice versa. What do you think? Well, I don't know. Uh, let's not ask the people in California because they got like five to six feet of snow out there in those mountains. So uh, at least that's the lion. <laughs> yeah. Another atmospheric, another atmospheric river is opened up and it's going to bring heavy snow to the Sierra Nevadas uh, all across California. I saw one yesterday. Z, um, they closed Yosemite. What? They closed Yosemite National Park to all travel and advised all visitors to leave the park if at all possible. Wow. So I've never been up on Half Dome or any of the big rocks there, but could you imagine being in the middle of a multi-day climb and you, you don't really know this is coming and then you see a storm on the horizon and the next thing you know, it's a three-day multi-foot snowstorm? <laughs> God, yeah. 
Yeah. Hopefully you got a satellite phone and you just start calling people. Uh, uh, and, and first you call the Lord and said, uh, uh, <laughs> if there's any way you can send anything up here, send it. Uh, now I'm going to call everybody and say, I don't know if I'm going to make it. <laughs> the Lord's going to be like, dude, I sent four rangers in the last three days telling you to get your ass down. <laughs> Sorry, but you're stuck up there now. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's interesting how people can still deny that there's some change in the atmosphere. Now, I don't, I mean, I'm not going to debate on what they want to call it, whether it's climate change or global warming or, you know, a new, new weather pattern. I mean, you can call it what you want, but it is evident that over the last 10, I mean, as little as 10, 20 years, right? Yep. A big change in weather patterns has happened. Yes. Uh, I mean, the other day here in Colorado, it was 67 degrees. And then the, the next day, that was the high. The next day, the low, I don't know if we got there, but it was predicted to be 12. Yeah. So a 50-degree drop in one day. And then the next day, it bounced back up to 50-something. Exactly. And these are the kind of big conversations that, unfortunately, I don't see people, I don't see our governments having. They, they, this is the, like the biggest conversation to sweep under the rug we po- possibly could. And um, which I think is great because uh, you guys are doing Don't Look Up, right? As your movie night? Yes, yes. On, on March 9th. March 9th. Tell people, uh, so I know that this is a an in-person only event. It's not going to be online or anything, but tell folks a little bit about what Center for Spiritual Living Denver is going to do, because I think this is really good. Yeah, well, you know, we, we are going to start uh, a, a Cinema for the Soul event where we gather and on a love offering. Um to just have some film and documentaries and comedies, all kinds of film that gives us a chance to warm the soul or awaken the soul. And the first one that we're using is Don't Look Up, which if you haven't seen it and you're in in the area, come down to 216 Grand Street on March 9th at 5.30, you can do it. But it's about all of this, about not just climate change or global warming, but the bigger picture is that there are there are signs, there are evidences, there are, are people shouting from the rooftops about various things that are affecting our society, and people aren't listening. We're going about our business as if everything is normal, although we see the signs of these things that are being reported. So it should be a great it should be a great kickoff if you're in the in the Denver area, metro area. Come on down. We're gonna have a great time, great conversation. And hopefully, you know, kick off March and I'll in that respect with the, with the lion of change and, and see if we can wake up some souls. <laughs> oh, I love what you did there. That's a, that was good, right? <laughs> well, what I loved about that movie, was, um, you know, and some spoiler alerts going on here, folks, if you haven't seen it, but um, it, it's a great look at how politicians wag the dog. Yes. How and how 
the political <clears throat> winds of what's hip and what's a good talking point and what's not a good talking point wags the dog. I mean, let's be real. Joe Biden hasn't gotten any older in the past year than he already was. <laughs> Donald Trump didn't get any older in the past year. That I was going to say something might get me in trouble, <laughs> but it, you know, we knew <clears throat> the guys were, were old. Mm-hmm. We elected them when they were old, mm-hmm. and and I don't I want I've I've been sharing with Z before the show. I'm I'm trying to be really careful. I don't want to be ageist. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say just because these guys are are at an advanced age doesn't mean that they're not worthy to society. Doesn't mean that they're not capable of leading. Doesn't mean they're not capable of learning. But I think I still think the rigors of a Nash of leading a na- <laughs> leading a nation, uh, e- even if it was a small nation, right? Even if we were talking about like Uganda or something, it's mm-hmm, kind of small. Mm-hmm. It, it you're leading a nation, you're standing on a world stage, and and the most important thing we can talk about is the fact that he likes ice cream, or the fact that he likes to stretch the truth or the fact that or we're talking about how old people are while rome is burning it seems stupid to me i'm going to use the word yeah and 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 a bigger issue or or as bigger issue is if we look at the age okay we can go there but i think just as important, we have two gentlemen who are running who generationally, their thoughts and their 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 habits and their patterns and ways of looking at things, solving problems, developing relationships <clears throat> is a waning way of doing business, right? Right now, we're still doing business as usual, kind of like what shows up in the movie, but all of the signs are telling us this mode of operation will not work and will not sustain a country or a globe to keep you know moving in a, in a in a moderate pace where people are getting good services whatever they may be it's just not going to happen if we still would come come every day with that same mindset yeah you know, I, I wasn't around but my understanding is it was a big ass deal that JFK was as young as he was when he was elected president. Mm -hmm. And I think at the time he was the youngest, he might still be the youngest elected president. Um, We have checks and balances in place for, for age, as far as how old, you know, a minimum age for president. Right. Um, I don't know that we could ever agree on a maximum age for president. Um, But <clears throat> you know, Joe said on uh, Joe said on one of the comedy shows the other night, it's not about how old you are; it's about how young your ideas are. What does that mean? But here's the thing: I don't, I don't hear him. That I don't hear him out there sharing young ideas. Young ideas sound like reparations. Even though that's a very old idea now, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. 
young ideas sound like how do we create racial equality how do how do we create equity for in, in our country how do how do we heal this divide that all we all I'm hearing him do is it is defend the fact that his ideas aren't as old as he is <laughs> okay um in you an know, interesting twist, uh, <clears throat> I want to kind of throw this into that this piece is it on an interesting twist, Marianne Williamson unsuspended her campaign this mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. Which, if you ask me, is like that's a great way to say it. That's kind of a young way, a younger way to say it. Because that's it should be she, you know, reignited or restarted or rejoined or whatever the race. They went with the language of unsuspended her campaign, got mm. back in the race, uh, is actively campaigning again. And I saw a twist <laughs> in her videos that seems like she's maybe taken the gloves off a little. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, does she have a chance to beat Joe Biden as a Democratic nominee? I don't know. It, is there danger of her splitting a ticket and as a third party candidate causing some habit? Maybe who knows, you know, these are all speculations, but when I look at who's actually talking ideas, yeah. who's actually talking about policy and has a, a platform of what we want to, what we could accomplish. The only person I see talking policy and ideas is Marianne. Everybody else. <clears throat> well, you know, the other thing, um, in, in, a, in a similar, uh, not quite equal, but when you look at Nikki Haley, who's still in the race on the Republican side. Now, we got Super Tuesday coming up in, what, a couple of days? Yep. March, March 6th, I think it is. Um, <clears throat> yeah, 5th or 6th. Yeah. And so, you know... Right now, I mean, it, it. I don't think there's any way mathematically possible for her to win. Uh, definitely after Tuesday, if, if Trump wins. But, but the point I want to make is that she's still in the race because she's trying to bring a different perspective, if you will, to the Republican Party. Right. Some some different ideas to point out some things about the candidate that should be obvious. Um, and and that's what we need. We 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 need, you know, this whole idea about being young. I think we need different ideas and different approaches in the conversation to be considered, right? And right now, it's the same old bickering back and forth between uh, the two front runners right now uh, about same old issues handled the same old way. And you, we know what they say: you keep doing what you're doing, you're gonna keep getting what you're getting. And and and. People think that seem to think that oh we can just ignore that and think we're going to get something different and not going to happen. Right. It is about how young your ideas are, and it is about. I'm going to say it. Are you young enough to get them implemented? So, mm-hmm. um, I like that Nikki Haley is still in the race as a Republican. Um, I like that there's a voice challenging Trump in the Republican primary. Um, 
I saw I saw one that said, would you rather face that you're 81 years old or that you have 91 convictions in front of you? Um, <laughs> you know, it's kind of thing that I, I like that. And as you were sharing, it kind of hit me. Maybe what we need is like a Nikki Haley, Marianne Williamson debate. Ooh. Right. The a debate between <clears throat> the two that could never win. Mm -hmm. right a, a real sit down conversation that says you know hey seth you had joe biden you know seth myers had joe biden on his show they went out ate ice cream everybody had a shit fit mm -hmm. why can't Mary marianne on and the two of you can go for drinks or a latte or something mm -hmm. you know or whatever and let's let's find a way to give these lesser known i guess hidden gems maybe of paula you know it's hard to say that nikki haley is a gem i don't know i'm not real hip on her policy stance but how do we mix it up enough that we can have a real conversation with just falling into the same old i'm red you're blue you're blue i'm red you know i'm voting this way because i wear a red hat and i'm voting this way because i wear a blue hat it's well, you know, the, 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 the thing that popped into my mind is that we no longer have conversations, right? That when, yeah. when these, when, even when these debates take place, it's not a conversation, right? It is a, it is a, I'm going to get my point. You know, they ask the question that they never answer. They, no, they go off on a tangent about something. <clears throat> when they try to bring them back, they keep diverting. They never answer the question. So we never hear in these debates and, and things, even, even sometimes when you have these one-on-ones with these with the with the reporters, right? They never answer the questions. And and unfortunately, that's there's true. only a few reporters who will say, no, that's not the question. Right. Now, most of them still don't answer the question, but it should be an alert to everyone to say, Either this guy doesn't have an answer or this lady doesn't have an answer. They're hiding something or I don't know if I can trust them because this is a straight question that they're being asked and they're, they're not answering it. Right. Right. <clears throat> and so, you know, we, we have to, we, we, we have to begin. We, we say this all the time in, in, in the new thought community, uh, uh, and and all over, really, we have to begin to have serious dialogue, where the the conversation is not about uh, uh, trying to pull over uh, "I got you" on somebody or trying to shame somebody. the The idea of the conversation or the dialogue is just let's take a problem or group of related problems and begin to look at them in different ways and turn them upside and sideways. So that we can begin to see how we can solve it or get close to solving it or reduce some of the harm. I mean, that right now it's just a it's it's like a soccer match. We just keep kicking the ball back and forth, and and nobody even seems to appear to try to make a goal. Let's just just let's just keep kicking it in the field. And right. it's like it's like, no, no, I didn't come to the to the match to see you just go back and forth. I mean, you know. And yes, 
and 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 if you're a younger player, I'm thinking of people like AOC and Ilan mm-hmm. Omar and uh, excuse me for mispronouncing your name there, Ms. Omar. Ms. Omar. Uh, when we get a younger player in the game, they they get beat up on, they get attacked, they get they get told real quick, hey, slow the hell down. Mm-hmm. You you need to be you know you want to be here for thirty or forty or fifty years. Slow the hell down, and and you're I, making us look bad. <laughs> making us look bad, right? We talk about all these politicians in their age. Nobody talks about how many of them have uh, hearing aids, right? Mm-hmm. We talk about politicians in their age. I, I, I'm starting to get this idea that maybe we need a political mastermind. Yeah where it doesn't matter what group you're from and, but we're too tied up in winning for our side, winning no matter what, even at the expense of making the other guy wrong mm-hmm. or bad. And mm-hmm. Mitch McConnell announced this week that he's, he's going to step notice. He didn't say he was leaving the Senate. He actually said, I'll still be around. Right. Which basically means he's stepping away from the limelight, but he still plans on pulling the strings. Mm-hmm. At what, 82? 80, oh, I had it up here. Um, something like that, 81 or 82. And the man can barely stand stand behind a podium. There's been numerous experiences now of him just checking out in the middle of a sentence while giving a public statement and they got upset because Biden made a policy announcement while having an ice cream cone but we can't seem to focus on the fact that we have someone who seems to be mentally unfit running the Senate on the Republican side but so we looked it up he's been in Mitch McConnell has been in Congress since I graduated high school now, in all that time, I'm not that young, folks. I know I look it, but you know, in all that time, this man's been running, been in the Senate. He's been the leader of the Senate since 2007. I got a really hard time believing he's bringing young ideas to the body of our politics. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, I, uh, he's been there almost. It's just, 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 uh, Put the light on the elephant in the room. He's next year. It would have been forty years. The average, <laughs> most marriages don't last that long in this country anymore. <laughs> and I understand. Okay, people are gonna say, "Well, the, you know, they they keep electing him. They keep electing him." When when the when the system is rigged to not allow someone voice to be heard then it's not truly an election mm-hmm. right now nobody's the powers that be are, are doing their best to make sure nobody hears a democratic voice other than joe's the powers that be are trying really hard to make sure nobody hears a republican voice except for trump's i'm pretty sure this problem this has been going on in kentucky in, in this senate seat for a long long time where if you're a Democrat running against Mitch McConnell, you just can't get heard. If you're a Republican running against Mitch McConnell, they probably laugh at you and you can't get heard. You, you know, the system now, 
and I mean the global system, has shifted its focus, I think, so much on material gain and personal power in all, I mean, from the business room down to the social servant, right? Yeah. That, that, that the idea that, you know, liberty and the pursuit of happiness and, you know, a chicken in every pot and, you know, all those things um, that were supposed to be a standard that, that people were trying to get globally. Yeah, start locally, but think globally, right, is now so far removed from most uh, politicians. Yeah. I think I, I won't say social servants, but servants, right? Uh, you know, everybody wants to be um, popular. Everybody wants to have a, you know, uh, a, 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 a ice cream cone name after them <laughs> or something. But, but, and that's fine. I mean, I mean, I got nothing against that. But if we're doing that at the expense of some serious issues like. Uh, transportation issues or infrastructure issues or wars or or health care or climate change things that are going to be affecting globally yeah um we need to put a check mark by that and say okay this is the next thing we do right here yep it is a fickle fickle lover that that politics <laughs> oh yes it is <laughs> and i you know i think uh i saw i saw something um you know i hate to bring this up for people who thought it was dead but football <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Dude, it's not even been a month, has it? Come on now. Well, see now. It's called the off season. <laughs> well, see, the off season is when all the all the all the all the skullduggery goes on, and and you know, I I, I saw this the other day. Yeah, supposedly Russell Wilson's mansion in Denver is not for sale any longer. <laughs> might have been an error that it was listed for sale last month but it's no longer for sale no <laughs> no and and now there's a big uh eric the enemy who used to play here at colorado used to coach here at colorado over, over where uh um sanders is not dion right yeah. there's a big question mark in 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 the news about why he's out of the nfl now he was he was uh the darling of kansas city for a couple of super bowls he moved over to the washington a lateral move offensive coordinator he moved over to the to the washington commanders uh and now he's out of the nfl and not even as a head coach from what I understand, he's back as an offensive coordinator at UCLA. Now, no one gave him a shot at a head coach. But some of these head coaches, they just get recycled. They get recycled. They get they go from one team to the other. A 
and and with the same results. Can you say Josh McDaniels? <laughs> <laughs> Who can say Josh McDaniels? Come on now, you can say it. <laughs> and you know, and 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 I, you know, there's the conspiracy theory now going around that the NFL is rigged, right? That that you know, there's there, there, there's something smelly in the kitchen. I don't know what it is, but I'm looking for it. Um, it's called and- fractional betting. <laughs> I honestly, I, I'm, I don't know how much, all right. Yeah. It's a conspiracy theory, but as a guy that doesn't follow football all that much, I can't see how letting people bet on every play in real time in so many different ways doesn't lead to some level of corruption somewhere. Because it's just so easy for somebody, for a ref to throw a call for somebody. And what we know is we're all human. Everybody, the mafia taught us that you can get to anybody. You put your thumb on their pain point hard enough and with enough force and with enough money, people are going to do all kinds of things they wouldn't normally do or that they swore they would never do um, because of that. And my, I'm, I'm fully there, Z. I think it's rigged. Um, and I love football. I know. <laughs> hey, when they let Pete Rose into the Baseball Hall of Fame, then we could, right? Then there's a conference because they still won't let Pete Rose in, in. And he at least admitted he did that he yeah. went against the, the norm, that he yeah. did what he yeah. had said he wouldn't and he wasn't going to. Uh, and now that's a good conversation to have, right? Because I saw, you know, the whole betting, and that's going to come up more, right? Because th- there was a big thing about the betting in Vegas when the Super Bowl was in Vegas. I mean, what, I can bet on it. Go ahead. I was going to say, what's the line on the presidency right now? I don't know, but I'm sure they got a line on it That that, you know, uh and and gambling is as addictive as any other uh adrenaline producing event whether it's from from something that you ingest or something that you conjure in your mind of I'm gonna hit the lotto or whatever but but you know you look at these sports apps or these betting apps and they, I mean, you can bet, I can bet whether the next punt will be more than 30 yards, or I can bet that the next play, the quarterback gets sacked, right? Now, you know, some of that is just, you know, definitely spitballing, right? You're just throwing, throwing wind, I mean, caution to the wind. And, you know, sometimes you might, might, might hit, but most of the time you're not, and, you, and you're doing all these fancy parlays and everything. Now, there are some guys out there who are doing arbitrage kind of work on these games that are really making some money, right? They got a math model. They're looking at the statistics. They're 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 figuring out uh, what are the odds, right? And they're betting the odds just like you bet on a stock, and they're making lots of money. But that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> a $100 bet on Donald Trump will make you 14 bucks if he wins. Uh, interesting Michelle Obama is plus 1250 so uh, 
a bet for Michelle Obama to win the presidency, a a dollar bet would win you twelve fifty. A dollar on Kamala Harris would win you twenty nine hundred. A a bet on Nikki Haley will win you thirty five hundred. So, and Trump's the front runner at the moment. Like Biden's at a plus two fifty five, so on and so forth. Uh, there's names in here I don't even know. Who, who's Gretchen Whitmer? I don't even know Gretchen. Whitmer. Oh, yeah, no, Gretchen is the governor of uh, Michigan. Okay. She, yeah. She's she's a, a dollar bet would make you twelve grand five hundred if she were to win. So. She 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 would be a good candidate. You know, if 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 you had her running and uh, Gavin Newsom out of California running. Uh, whether you like those candidates or not, I think they're young enough. I think they're progressive enough. I think they've had the leadership positions of being governors of states. Uh, right. And Gretchen is the one that they tried to to uh, uh, kidnap up there in Michigan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's right. So, so I think, you know, the conversation would be different. The options of, of how to resolve problems and 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 establish relationships globally would be different. Um, and we're just not getting that. And, you know, and I guess, you know, a lot of people are saying, okay, well, let's just get through these next four years. And then we're going to have a plethora of young people jumping in. But in the next four years, we could be in, in, a, in a dire situation that hell, it won't matter where you, who you got coming up. Especially if the orange menace ends up in the office again. I, I mean, I'm still blown away, Z. I, I I don't even have the words to express my complete. My mind melts when I think of the fact that we are act that there is actually he is actually the front runner. Yeah. At this point, with with and, all the obvious corruption and all the obvious. It seems real (laughs) obvious the man doesn't give much of a shit about anybody other than himself and and his kids. And, you know, well, well, on top of that, uh, and we didn't touch on it, is the whole IVF thing going on in Alabama, which partly is to his doing by putting the justices on the Supreme Court that (laughs) overturned Roe v. Wade. And now they are. In Alabama, they have set a, 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 a precedent almost that says a cell, basically a sperm and ovum that has come together and made an embryo, which is at that point, it's still just cells. There's no heart. There's no brain. There's no lung. There's no nervous system or, or, or spinal cord. Right. And they are classifying that as a person. That you cannot, you know, you can't do it because it's a person. Yep. Now, this has got really far-reaching implications for, um, for reproductive health, for women's health rights, for so much. I, I mean, I, I still haven't watched *A Handmaiden's Tale*, but we going back if this one stands. Oh, we're going way back. I mean, stands. you think about it. I mean, we, we, we are trying to control something that has brought uh, 
a lot of relief to people who want children and can't have them themselves. And all right, yeah, that there's there's always point counterpoint on on everything, right? But when you look at the benefits of of of, of having this kind of technology and medical advances available, um let people make their own decisions on that. It's not destroying the world. It's not it's not creating some global uh pandemic uh well and you know and this one and this one really isn't even based around the lawsuit that set this in motion wasn't around whether or not that embryo was even a child it was a damage lawsuit (laughs) because a clinic burned and people lost embryos uh yes so but we go from a civil insurance claim to settling to setting precedent for generations to come mm-hmm. by defining an embryo as a child. I, no, I'm sorry. You lost interest. You lost an investment interest. Yes, there needs to be accountability for those that if they're found negligent. But if this was a bombing of a fertility clinic, you you shouldn't be able to hold the fertility clinic liable for that. And then none of this would have happened, and these embryos wouldn't have been considered children. But they were they were classified as children simply so one insurance company can pay off another insurance company. This. You want to talk about the NFL being rigged? Shit, man. <laughs> this sounds like uh, rigged. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It I mean, we, you know, if if you know, we everybody's talking about the aliens are coming. I wouldn't be I, I wouldn't be surprised they came here and they put on their, you know, their their listening devices. And they heard all this craziness. And they said, uh-uh, let's go to the next galaxy because this one is really jacked right now. Yeah, uh, dude, you don't want to get in the middle of that shit. They're gonna figure they're gonna they're gonna annihilate them. That's the scary part. They're gonna take care of themselves. Our dear friend Lyndon says, as a woman, I am so disgusted that politicians think that medical management of my genitalia is the purview of politicians. And Linda, I'm right there with you. I think it is absolutely disgusting that a bunch of old white guys think it's their job to determine how you manage your health care. Well, you know, and and in terms of a spiritual outlook on this, we have to stop pushing, and this is across the board, an ideology that states I can take power and, and, and dictate how people believe, what they should do, how they should act. Um, and, and, you know, I think that's part of the challenge we have right now with young people uh, becoming more involved or staying involved in, 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 in religious and spiritual matters because they look around and they see a lot of dictates that one doesn't make sense and two doesn't seem to 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 further what these 
teachings are supposed to, the advancement of life on a, on a communal basis, and it's just causing division. Yeah. I, I mean, at, at that, I mean, I, I, I said I wasn't going to go down this path, but I think I will just as we, as the time runs out, I might be safe. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, just the other day and at the, the, the information is still coming out. There were uh, citizens in Palestine who were at a food truck trying to get food and the military opened fire killing 112 people and some others and now okay we know that's got to be unpacked it but my goodness that that place is already decimated and people are trying to get aid food and then you shoot into a crowd and they they said well was this that and the other i haven't looked at all of the uh, of the particulars yet but i'm like that's some bad optics right there you know, it, it took us 40 minutes today, Z, but I think we've gotten to the major metaphysical point, if you will, new thought point. It comes down to power. Mm -hmm. And it's not about power over. What we're really working to create is power with. Mm -hmm. And if all the women in this world stood up together and said, F you. I want control of my body back. That's power with. And, but the men predominantly in politics right now, they want to have power over. They want to have power over our money. They want to have power over our reproductive health. They want to have power over our health care, over um, every part of it. They want to have power. If they could, they would love to have power over the, the oil companies. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, right now, oil still sits above politicians. So oil still has power over our politicians. Mm -hmm. And we've got to move away from this power over dynamic and get people to recognize it's time for power with. Because together we achieve more, right? Mm -hmm. If we're going to pull out some old tropes. Together we achieve more. Everyone achieves more. Let's let's play the team game and have power with and do away with this old concept. Yeah, it's antiquated, outdated, and truly, um, I'm going to say it. It it's a failed experiment. Mm. As, yeah. as it's written, it it's a failed experiment, and so it's time. Okay, here I am again. I guess it's time for a new constitutional Congress. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but I'm you know, white and I'm getting old, so I don't have time to do that one, man. That's a younger man's game, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and that's. I mean, and and I'm I'm I will be curious to see who wins this general election, and if it, and if it is the Republican Party candidate, I'd be curious to see, given given this particular issue and other issues uh, concerning uh, females, I would love to see the split of how many females vote for the running candidate right now, the leading candidate on the Republican side, and the evangelical movement. I'd like to see how many of the evangelicals vote for this uh, candidate uh, because it will begin to say something about what they really believe, right? Um, and, and that's going to be some interesting optics right there uh, that that may be a telltale sign for a long travel 
uh, ahead of us when we when we get through this uh, next election cycle here in what about six months, seven months? Yeah. Hold on, folks. It's going to be a hell of a ride. <laughs> and we're going to be here every Friday morning, 7 a.m. Mountain Time. Uh, I hope and I trust helping you to navigate the waters and to navigate some of the stories that are coming out in the world and the way the, the, the world's showing up. Uh, and, uh, and we trust that we help to bring a new thought perspective uh, to the conversation. So we have completely run out of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, so we want to thank you for being with us. We want to thank you for being a part of what we're doing here on the new thought media network. Uh, it's going to be a full, beautiful day here. So stay tuned, stay with us. I'll be back with the good news tonight at five, uh, plan on that. Uh, and at seven o'clock tonight, we have a very special uh, one-time interview with Reverend Dr. Michelle Whittington of the Affiliated New Thought Network. Mm-hmm. She recently traveled to India as part of a leadership community, and uh, we're going to hear all about that and uh, what it takes to uh, not only to get to India, but uh, how uh, the, there are conversations happening in the world that are looking at how we do create a world that works for all and uh, I think you'll find some great information in tonight's program. That's going to be at seven o'clock tonight uh, here on the New Thought Media Network. Z, thanks for being with me this morning, brother. It's always good hey. seeing you. Yes, yes. Uh, you know, it's always a great way to wake up with your mind, looking at ways to create a world that works for all. Exactly. All right, folks, we're out of here for now. Plan to join us again next week. Until next time, we wish you peace and richest blessings. Bye now. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.